0: Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Blokeology, evidence-based health, fitness and lifestyle. My name is Ewan Lawson. In today's episode, I've got an interview with Andy Cottrell. Now, Andy's done some research into wearable technology and how we use online groups like Strava, RunKeeper and other apps. Andy was able to offer a really interesting insight into how we're affected by use of these and the kind of patterns we fall into when we use them, how they can benefit us and the kind of pitfalls we want to look into and look out for as well. Uh, you can download the show notes at www.blocology.io forward slash 013. And you can also sign up for the newsletter, the Journal of Blocology at same address www.blocology.io forward slash journal. So let's get cracking. So I first came across you because you were asking for research participants on Facebook, I saw it, um, to mm-hmm. do with running and running communities. So I wondered if you could tell us, I, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to going into that, but I thought I'd ask a little bit about your own experience of running first.
1: Oh, right. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, my experience goes back a long way. I mean, I I started running about 20 years ago, in uh-huh. the around the... And yeah 1990 that's about Mm 1996-97 and um that time I ran for I ran for about three or four years joined a running club in London uh Serpentine Runners oh yeah and um I did a few races and it kind of culminated in doing the London Marathon in about 2002 Mm -hmm. and um at that point, I uh, shortly after that, I kind of developed a knee injury, which meant I didn't actually run for the best part of um, eight years, seven, eight years. And I went back and forth with a couple of physios. And eventually mm-hmm. I, I had a session with a, it was a musculoskeletal person. Mm-hmm. And they basically told me there was nothing wrong with my knee. And <laughs> and at this point, I thought, right, well, I'm going to start running again, and I started running, and over two or three months, I'd say the the, the pain went away. <laughs> so I don't know whether the knee toughened up or something. But
0: so did you ever get to the bottom of what caused it, then, or
1: not? Not really. They wondered if it was um, was it refracted pain. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but. I, I didn't know, I never really i mean i i no, I never really found out what caused it, but you know they yeah. did scans and everything, and they said, Well, she <laughs> said, I look at weird people with bad knees and bad backs every day, and you haven't got one you ain't so. one of them <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, but I'd always been interested in running yeah going back to the Olympics back in the seventies, you know and, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. um so yeah.
0: So how do what, how do what, what kind of running do you do now? What's your preferred well, option?
1: I start, I started again actually in 2012 and um, now I run up to half marathon distance mm-hmm. and I've, I've done a few half marathons over the last couple of years'm um, uh, and I, I do the park runs and I'm thinking of doing a marathon possibly the mm-hmm. end of the year.
0: Yeah, got your eye okay. on you got your eye on one have you?
1: Well, there's one that um, <laughs> it's on the day of my 50th birthday. Okay, so well, that'd be nice. I, um, I think. I'm quite tempted to do that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which one's that? I would, I would give away uh, your birthday. The
1: but... <laughs> Portsmouth Coastal one. Right. Okay. Well, uh, well that sounds the... lovely as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, in, I describe myself as a sort of average recreational runner. I go out a couple times a week, uh, go for a run Sunday morning.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, yeah. Well, I think
0: I, you know, so. I think most of us are, aren't they? You know, average. We're average recreational yeah, runners. Yeah. That pretty much, that the vast majority of us, kind of, men and women out there, we're kind of doing it to make ourselves feel a little bit better. And no great. Yeah. I personally haven't got any, you know, great ambitions or huge targets in terms of times no. or races and things. I just love doing it.
1: Yeah, I mean that, that's something that came out from the interviews I did I interviewed yeah. about 10 people
2: mm-hmm.
1: and apart from what I was actually researching um what came across to me was the you know the different ways people use running and the different ways yeah. it has a people's lives
0: yeah tell us a bit more about that because that's a really interesting area
1: yeah well I I, I you know I advertised for participants and I I um actually got a quite a lot off off a Facebook running group yeah And, um, basically I ended up interviewing, I, I was looking for about eight to 10 people and I interviewed 10 in the end and it was quite a cross section. It was from, uh, one woman in her mid fifties who was, had done the, the sort of couch to couch to 2k or couch to 5k. Yeah. And she'd done that with her partner when they were doing it for fitness. Yeah. And then, um, there was a, a couple people who, you know sort of like, like myself sort of half marathon runners and then um i interviewed there was a, uh, another who's a, a sort of sub three marathon runner
0: right okay uh, runner. quite handy
1: yeah and then i interviewed ended up interviewing a couple people who one was an u- ultra runner who did these yeah 100 mile 140 mile races yeah and another woman who did uh, multi-day events and she, she'd, she um, you know, been doing them um, in different countries. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a real cross-section of people.
0: Yeah. And, and I presume, I, I'm guessing, you were doing, you are obviously were doing qualitative research. So yeah. for, for folk that don't know that, rather than taking th- hundreds or thousands of people and crunching the numbers, it's about doing more detailed interviews and picking out themes and things, yeah. isn't it?
1: That's right. Yeah, I was, you know, I had a a research interest. I was looking at how the wear, how wearing sports watches and taking 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 part in things like Strava and and Runkeeper, how that affected people's experience of running. Yeah, and so I was, you know, and there was different aspects to that. There was things like how it affected. Um, you know things like the actual behave, running behaviour, yeah. Whether they used it for coaching or whether they used it to improve performances, and yeah. then there was the other thing like the social sharing of results and data, and how that affected how they saw themselves, yeah, and their their identity and what they made of it all, really.
0: Joshua, it sounds like it's a it's a really interesting little area that use of technology. So I presume that the, the kind of that spread of part, people that you had doing it was fairly deliberate. It was a-
1: yeah, well, it, it, yeah. I did I did want to I did want to spread, and I was you know I was quite pleased with the spread I got, and I got I got a good mix of um, quite a balanced mix between men and women as well, which was interesting.
0: Yeah, it's a deliberate sampling strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And so I guess first thing I was going to ask first was. Obviously before you do any new research, you dive into the existing research. Usually do a bit of a literature review, don't you? And what or already out there? What what stood out for you doing that? What did you find anything in particular that surprised you or you were had it been something you'd been dabbling in already?
1: I I mean yeah my initial interest was actually reading some guardian articles about wearable tech and it was actually yeah. about cycling okay and I, I read a couple that were critical of strava you know saying yeah. it was it was ruining club cycling and people were just interested in the, their <laughs> strava segments <laughs> and um so I thought well I wonder what impact it's having on running and um I mean and then when I came to do the literature review, I thought, well, what areas do I really need to look at? And I, I got involved in different areas. One of them was around sort of leisure research and research on how people spend their leisure time. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a guy called Stebbins who's done all this research on um, the serious leisure and serious leisure perspective, it's called. Yeah. And he looked at you know, leisure in terms of um, just pleasure or whether it was more serious in terms of people were really committed to it and it was quite central to their lives. Yeah. Um, and following on from that, there were a series around things like uh, um, social worlds and, uh-huh. and the idea that, you know, you have different, um, you, you go from being a sort of outsider or a, to a tourist to then part of this social world and then it's then you're like a central part of it mm-hmm. and how um you know there's different different um sort of behaviors and experiences associated with different levels of involvement
0: yeah um gosh, that's really interesting because you could already imagine you could sort of map that over to your novice runner getting involved in a running community yeah. or starting to get into running yeah What I really like about this, Andy, is it's kind of a lot of, uh, you know, blogologies, people think about evidence and they think about randomized controlled trials and statistical significance. But this kind of research is great. Uh, Social science stuff, it's really important. And I think it kind of, it it really explains people's behaviors and it it really allows you to give a a really good understanding and perhaps improve our understanding of how we get involved in communities and what the phases you might go through are
1: yeah I mean you know people have done research on things like uh uh racing taking part in races and how you know you can see how like you've got the running club and the races as central events yeah and um and yeah so yeah it is it is interesting yeah and, um, did and then you, uh, go on sorry and um, um and another another strand of research was sort of looking at how people specialise within a, within something. Uh-huh. So, for example, um, I read one article which was all about the um, I forget what it's called now, but it was the American in the American running scene, where there's a big scene about running so many marathons or half marathons in so many days. Okay, and trying to run marathons in every state. <laughs> and um and that was interesting because you know whereas um they were saying how the marathon can mean different things to different people so whereas we you know we might class it sort of typically think about well what time can you do in that in that little area in that little world it's all about how many you've done yeah and then um, yeah so um yeah and then um yeah and then I could kind of did more more background research on things like um, motivation, goal setting, um, feedback mm-hmm. um, public goal setting, whether you know there's quite a few articles written around that yeah um, yes and then the other I suppose the other strand another strand of research was to do with the um, actual quantification. It's called. There's a move. There's a sort of movement called quantified self movement, which is all about self tracking. Yeah, and, it, and that's more linked to the wearable tech. So, you know, it could be yourself. You're tracking your running. It could be like tracking what you're eating or what your sleep patterns like. And there's a there's an Australian academic who's done a lot of work on that called De- Deborah Lupton. Mm-hmm and um she she then gets into the sort of political perspective on it all, and is um you get more into the sort of critical critical psychology then yeah. where you know you're seeing it as part of a wider social process um around um yeah keeping data and quantifying yourself and measuring yourself
0: yeah and is this is, is it kind of it's not it, you mentioned it's a movement but is, is it a movement just as in terms of researching and studying it rather than kind of having a they haven't got a they're not taking a stance on it whether it's good or bad or indifferent
1: no i mean i think it i mean it, i suspect it, it started in the late 90s and I mean it was called. It, there was initially a movement called the quantified self movement yeah and i think there's still a website up um but um yeah i mean I think initially it was a group of people who were interested in self tracking yeah, and you know at one extreme there's you know there's a couple of examples of people who literally record and quantify as much of their life as much as of their life as they can, yeah, but I think now uh, um separately from that there's now yeah there's an there's an academic interest in what effect quantification is having and the production of all this data yeah. and then how this data takes on its life of its own. Of course. And what we do with data. Yeah. Um, there was another article I read called The Quantified Past, you know, and it's like, you know, discussing what we make of our data in, you know, years gone by. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: that's an absolutely so, it's a fascinating area. And I guess I was just thinking, uh, you know, a recent episode I talked about kind of seven steps for to get healthier to be a healthier bloke. And actually, a lot of what I talk about is about measuring what you're doing initially. It's really kind of it fits right into that quantified data movement and you yeah. know tracking how many steps you take or monitoring mm-hmm. how much you're sleeping or um, working out how much you eat. And it's so much, you know, like apps like MyFitnessPal and other things these days. Yeah, yeah. So you can you can measure everything to within an inch of your life and. I think there's a re- from my experience as a doctor is that there's an or oh, you know and just going about my life is that it can be incredibly useful to take samples and work out what you're doing i mm-hmm. kind of obviously doing it all the time could get a bit wearing <laughs> but clearly yeah. there are some individuals yeah, yeah, who yeah. want to do it all the time and create this enormous amount of data about their lives um, and as you say yes. yeah. there's a whole uh, there's a whole hinterland of ethical and philosophical issues about what we do with all that data isn't there and who owns it and you know, what's who's processing it as well? I guess.
1: Yes, um, you know that 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 came across in some of the interviews. Some people were, yeah, you know, concerned about what was, hap- what was
0: yeah.
1: um, happening with some of this data. Yeah.
0: So that's particularly this, the use of technology. So that was kind of one of the main thrusts that you were into is about kind of how people are using technology to to run in particular. Um, mm-hmm. Strava. How do how do you? So the first thing I'm going to ask Andy is what do you do yourself? Do you use Strava, Runkeeper, all these sort of things? Huh.
1: Well, before I did this, uh, I mean, actually, when I back in the nineties when I started running, I I used a watch and I used to work out the distance and put it all on a Excel spreadsheet. as I'm sure a lot of <laughs> lot of people used to do. Is that
0: the, your inner accountant?
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid it is. But <laughs> I uh, and actually, until about until actually about a year year ago. I also still just used a watch, actually a normal watch, and then I yeah. took a plunge and I bought a I bought a Garmin Forerunner. Okay, um, I think it's Forerunner 30.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I then used uh, I yeah I was using Runkeeper to record my runs. Now I, I also now use use Strava. Yeah. And uh, so those are the two i uh, those are the two i 'm hooked up to now really
0: so what 's your personal experience? What do you feel you get out of them I, I these might have been some of the questions you asked your interviewees We can yeah, talk yeah. about that in a minute oh, that's but...
1: interesting <laughs> i mean i i i mean and actually it mirrors what some of my inter, interviewees were saying i mean i actually i just i think i mainly i, I like recording and having a record of them. And, um, you know, seeing how I'm progressing, seeing if my, seeing if my pace is improving or yes. getting worse. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's good seeing the, the distances you've done as well. And I, I mean, I like now with now that since I've had the sports watch, um, obviously being being able to see the routes exactly where you've gone yeah I mean it was nice yellow on Sunday I was you know running around the local park and I was I've done about six or seven laps and I was like oh maybe I'm going to lose count and then I remembered oh I've got my sports watch on it doesn't matter <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know
2: yeah.
1: um, but and I mean I was interested as well because I don't make much use of any of the gaming elements within the wearable tech or the websites Mm um i don't and i was interested if other people did um i mean i suppose it's it's nice um sharing your runs and other people giving you feedback kudos or the odd, odd comment on them yeah especially when you've done a race or something that other people can see it yeah I mean it's also um it's also a nice space where you know people <laughs> will be interested in it whereas if you yeah. tend to stick it on Facebook you you might get sort of <laughs>
0: slightly mixed uh... <laughs> yeah people are a bit meh about it
1: people get a bit tired of it yeah, yeah.
0: so I um, I use Strava I've used Strava for quite a few years actually um mm-hmm. and so record everything I'm not obsessive about it but I have got in the habit of recording everything on there for a few years My main use, I suppose, with Strava is that I use it to record my overall weekly, monthly, and sort of annual hours of exercise. And I have a very rough idea of what I should be doing each month and each year. And (laughs) so I use it to help keep me on track if I'm a bit aware that I'm a bit down, or if I've done lots and I'm feeling a bit tired, I can take it a bit easier the next week. And Mm -hmm. I hadn't used any of the social elements until recently. And I've recently, I was actually literally zero following, zero followers on Strava oh, right. yeah, and then yeah. in the last couple of weeks actually I think in the last few weeks actually I think since we we sorted out this interview I thought do you know what I'm going to give the social element a bit of a whirl and so I've started <laughs> engaging a little bit on that so but that's all quite new to me um so I'm really interested so I, I'm aware you've done the research you've done the interviews you're probably in the process of analyzing them but have you got any sort of particular preliminary findings that you've had well, or what, what are your no, thoughts I've, I've
1: actually I mean I've actually I've finished it um, finished the research a couple of weeks ago. Now, great, so, well done. Um, so, yeah, so I mean, I I developed five um, five themes. Okay. Which were uh, um um I've got names from somewhere. Being being the best I can. Yeah. Um, the five themes: being the best I can, keeping up with folk, uh, something to remember, everyone's going to see this, and what's happening to me right so and my research so obviously the being the best i can was around um using the watch to you know bring out your best performances yeah and i called it being the best i can because that, you know there were quite a few um well blokes and women who were you know in their late 40s 50s who you know they kept saying well you know i'm never going to win anything yeah. but i want to I want to do the best I can um, and then the I mean the keeping up with folk theme that was more to do with um how I found on the on the sharing side um, people it was quite rare for people to actually make contact with people they didn't really know from from real life yeah either no, either people they knew from a running club or they knew from school or college you know seems to be quite often people who you know were living at a distance from them and it was a way of keeping in contact with them there was one woman who um she actually had one one person but it was her brother and she actually found that his her brother was a keen runner as well <laughs> and she found this was the one way they actually kept in contact it's the, with thing, each the other. thing they had in common. Yeah, and she said, you know, it's you know, that was the only reason she was on Strava basically. Yeah. Because um it was the one way they kept in contact. And there were other people, you know, who'd had mates from university and one of them one of them was in one part of the country and they were in another and they, you know, they found it a good way to keep contact as well. Interesting. Um and then the the theme, something to remember. I mean, this this was one which I sort of noticed um, rather late in the day. But the actual act of simply collecting and recording the data, people were really keen on that. Yeah, you know the. I mean, I'm sure you know the thing. If he's not on Strava, it hasn't happened. But <laughs> these people were really, you know, they it's said a- they. <laughs> really didn't like the thought of going for run and the data or the run not being recorded.
0: Yeah, it's a philosophical and point, yeah.
1: <laughs> I had, uh, you know, there was uh, one guy who, who said um, he actually did a run and his watch failed to record it. So he did the same run the following day because he, he had to have it recorded. <laughs> uh, another, another person uh, admitted that uh, something had gone wrong with the files on their watch, or something, and they'd actually written to—I can't remember whether it was Garmin or Strava—but they'd actually written to them to try to get the data up on the, the website. Yeah. So, but and a couple, couple people said actually, you know, they said if 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 they weren't going to record it, they didn't see much point in doing it. Yeah, which is an extreme.
0: <laughs> so that is probably the one end of the spectrum, isn't it? Yeah.
1: But actually, and then you think, well, the actual act of collecting it is pretty similar to another, ho- you know, you get other hobbies where you yeah, might collect yeah. um, football programmes or something. So
0: it's yeah, a, yeah. there's no yeah, there's a no
1: memento no, yeah. of what you've done really. And then other people, you know, added photos onto their feed as part yeah. of that, yeah. and that, that seems to be really actually important to people. Which again, you can you can relate back to some of the some sort of some of the theory as well around collecting and about creating meaning in your life, okay. Yeah, reflecting something, yeah, rather than being seen as sort of disposable,
0: okay. Interesting.
1: Um, and then so those, those three themes were, if you like, the more sort of positive out like positive yeah. themes that emerged, and then the other two, um, first one I called something to remember, uh, sorry, not the first one I called everyone's going to see this, yeah. And there were, something that did come through a lot was the slight unease about all the data being publicly available or even amongst their friends and it being open to misinterpretation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I had one guy, you know, telling me really, he did, but he, he really didn't like posting up his recovery runs on Monday. because he thought <laughs> Too of, slow. He, too slow and... Well, you know, then he thought, well. Then I thought, well, I can annotate them and let people know it's a recovery one. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, that's interesting. I do. I have to admit, I do that. Yeah, <laughs> I always make sure. If, and to be honest, so I'd interrupt you for a second. I, I, I actually keep a lot of mine private just because they're around my home um, area. Yeah. So rather than them all immediately pointing out where I live, and but sure. I'm more inclined to keep a recovery one private than I would yeah. be as well. I think, and I, and I, I think also for my own mental processes I when I see this average speed I like to know it was a recovery one when I look back in the future mm-hmm. <laughs> from the future yeah. my future self looking back to so making excuses to even to my future self
1: <laughs> yeah I mean there was another another person I interviewed who was actually um someone I knew but uh, they uh they they uh they didn't wear their watch all the time but when they did because they knew it was going on Strava, they found it. It kind of motivated them to do a really, it
0: went really
1: quick run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they thought, you know, everyone's going, everyone's going to see it.
0: But yeah, so, you had this mostly, more, mostly kind of as a negative, perhaps, because it's influencing the behaviour and perhaps making them more uh, anxious or concerned yeah, about what they was, were doing.
1: Yeah, there was definitely some anxiety around it, and. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Thinking there was the social comparison coming into it. And there, yeah. there was another guy who said, um, Well, I've got a family now, two young kids, and I can't get out and do three hours Sunday morning. Yeah. Whereas some of my friends can. And he, you could see he was a bit frustrated with that. Yeah. You know, as well.
0: Yeah. That's that comparisonitis so, thing. And that is, yeah, that can be frustrating. And even it's, you're only doing a little bit, but then you're seeing other people doing something you might have liked to have done or used to do and enjoyed, got a lot of pleasure out of
1: yeah so you know that, that did come through um mm. and then the the final thing <laughs> i called it, uh was um, what's happening to me yeah which was again it's a sort of sense of unease really about to some extent sort of dependence on the watch and on recording it yeah and you know the concern that things like well if i don't record it it doesn't count yeah um so you know there was a slight i mean i only i was interested only only one woman uh one person used the word addiction okay but but there was (laughs) there was that element of feeling uncomfortable that they had to wear the watch yeah and then I mean, what was interesting as well was, and I, I don't think I do blame wearable. There was a couple people who said, "Well, actually, there were occasions when I did a run and I wasn't using a watch at all, and actually, I it was the best run I've done." Huh, interesting. And, but I think, to be fair, I don't think I don't think that was because of using wearable tech. I think it was because they were very goal focused normally. Yeah. And actually, they both these occasions they weren't actually focused on a time or mm. uh, they they'd, or they'd recently got a time so they were actually enjoying their running for a different reason
0: yeah i think you're right i think those people they were probably you know 20 30 years ago before there was wearable tech in the same way they probably just had a watch on and were you know they were mm. they knew how far it was from a distance to distance and you say highly goal and they were they were hammering themselves anyway it's of course with wearable tech you get immediate feedback now so there's a kind of a yeah there's an increase that feedback level has increased substantially hasn't it yeah And and
1: actually yeah i mean a couple of the um how can i you know the more sort of advanced runners i interviewed they said they they were a bit concerned that they were losing some of their ability to pace themselves okay yeah you know they said actually you know, pacing by feel. They used to be able to do that really well, but now oh, they've got the watch, the watch to help them. They they find that, they think that they may be losing that a bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that might definitely be a kind of a really good run for an advanced runner, mightn't it, to go out and do a self-paced run, no no devices mm-hmm. and actually get, get that feel back a little. Interestingly, when I wrote the, the Healthy Writer last year, all about kind of, um, you know, health stuff for, for uh, writers along with Joanna Penn, um, um I actually wrote in, I think it went in the book in the end. I'd have to double check. It was something called the Re- ultimate recovery run. And it was basically a suggestion that every now and again, you should drop all your tech, leave your watch at home and just go out and enjoy running for running's sake rather than measuring yeah, yeah. it. Don't even notice the time you leave the house. Just go out and run for a while, enjoy it, leave it all behind and actually just focus on the experience. It's kind of quite a mindful approach to running. Yeah. But it's really interesting. That's a little bit of what you're describing there, that those people who've left it all behind have actually just gone out and had some of the best runs they've had in recent yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, it definitely works for me, leaving it behind sometimes because yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I record on my phone, so I don't actually know. I don't have anything on my wrist. It's just in a my phone's generally in a little bum bag. So right. I, I don't yeah. actually know what's going on until I get home and hit stop and then it just gets automatically recorded up. But I found it quite hard when I've used wearable ones in the past that I end up looking at it all the time. And I find yeah. it really difficult to relax into the run.
1: Yeah. I mean there was yeah, I mean uh, you know, there was one guy who said, Yeah, I'm live in a really nice part of the country and I <laughs> sometimes I end up just looking at my watch rather than the countryside. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay, that's well. That, I mean, I'm sure out of those five, which do you think apply to you, Andy? What, 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 which ones did you recognise in yourself?
1: Oh, I well, the one I, I yeah, the one I, I think I resonate with is just the something to remember. Okay, I actually quite like the, <laughs> the collecting aspect of it. Yeah, and um, you know, building up. Oh, I've done you know so many runs this year yeah seeing seeing myself progress towards something
0: yeah
1: I mean I would like to be <laughs> I would like to be a better runner than i am and but <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, um, you know, it's, you know, it's, I think life gets in the way sometimes. So. You know,
0: I'm, I'm reconciled to my running status as kind of, yeah. you know, in terms of general mediocrity in that regard. So I don't feel too anxious about it. I, th- I think I've got over that, to be honest. I, I think. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Yeah. I don't do very many races, so that kind of helps me. Um, I, I think I'm probably the same, actually. I think that number three something to remember. And I, 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 When you were describing it, I didn't think I was. But now that you described that there... Actually, that is a little bit what I'm like. I'm looking back over my last four, five, six years on Strava. And I, often when I upload something, I'll have a quick look at the track. And if it's a bicycle, it's a bike ride and check the, um, you know, the average speed and a couple of other bits and pieces. Um, but then I often look at exactly how much I've done. And I really like looking back and seeing all the months filled in with a reasonable number of hours of exercise and each year yeah. having that as well. And it gives me a, it gives me a sense of well-being.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were some other. I mean, a couple other things I, I was interested in. In that I sort of found that I, I'm not sure how effective people found the whole recording of data was for improving their performance. Really, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I found I thought people seem to use it a lot. Uh, for feedback during their run, checking they were going at the right pace, looking at their distance, and I think you know people use that for for training and and during races. But actually, the um, the element of feedback after the run, looking at looking at um, how you've done, that didn't seem. People seemed quite ambivalent about how much impact it had i mean there was there was a couple of people who used coaches who did use the data a bit, yeah, but a lot of them it seemed to be they used yeah they would i mean you know one of the, they were quite serious runners, and they looked at the data while they were running, look, looking at the pace, but you know it was a bit like, well, after the run, it was more a case of recording it, and yeah, maybe I can improve in that bit all that <laughs> but but yeah. but i i didn't follow it, find that people were using it to follow you know really structured um coaching programs okay um and um i mean i actually found actually when i when i first used um the sports watch i i did improve as a result of it okay because i'm i'm one of these people who likes to I like to start off, especially in races. I like to start off slowly. Okay. You know, do do negative splits, but then looking at my data, I realized it was slightly ridiculous, and I was taking (laughs) it far too easy to start with.
0: So you're quite unusual because most people aren't very good at negative splits and go out really hard, don't they? And then yeah, but you're obviously really pushing it. But you were going—you were the other extreme.
1: I was going. You know, I was thinking. Well, I. You know. Going
0: to keep some in the tank.
1: (laughs) I improved my park one park run time as a result of it you know I thought well the first kilometer I'm just going so slowly here
0: yeah you probably don't Uh, need to hold too much in reserve with a park run either it's not they're not generally that long are they Um,
1: so um, (laughs) yeah
0: oh interesting Uh, so yeah that was
1: one that was one of the
0: things what about the sort of social side Andy Uh, did you kind of did your participants talk much about that and whether they the I mean you mentioned a bit about obviously the comparisonitis thing is a bit of a potential yeah problem I,
1: I found it it seemed to be um either used amongst group of friends i mean there was one woman who went out with a group of group of other women runners they did 5ks 10ks um they enjoyed chatting about their runs taking photos
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh they weren't you know they weren't focused on <laughs> well actually i think they worked i think she was quite quite keen to do pbs and things but yeah, a little bit of being quite, the best yeah <laughs> but i but there was quite a strong social side i mean that was a you know her running was very social and she went out with she mainly did it with groups of friends um mm. there was at the Yellow you know um yeah there was a, another guy interviewed who um you know him and his wife Actually, they—I mean—they shared their data, running data, and he was commenting on her runs, uh, especially when she was coming back from injury. You know, he was giving her support there. Yeah. Um, at the yellow extreme, you, you got some people where the social side did did really have no interest at all for them. Mm. Um, and that again, that mirrors the research I'd read beforehand. In that, you know, there's, there's a lot of a lot of research done in done on on uh, running clubs, mm-hmm. and then um, but then someone else had done research on um, you know solitary runners
2: yeah. who you
1: know it was their way of escaping and having their own time, mm. and uh, so yeah, people you know use it use it differently.
0: Yeah, so the, uh, the solitary runners aren't necessarily lonely; they're just using it for slightly different yeah. purpose. Yeah. Um, uh, do you run in a running club now? You obviously mentioned the Serpentine, um, serpent, is it Serpentine or Serpentine running club from a few years yeah, back.
1: Perhaps Yes, I, I don't actually at the moment. I'm, I, I've, I've thought about it, but I, again, I'm, I'm actually, I think I veer towards the solitary runner. Actually, in some ways, in that I, you know, yeah. given I'm I, at work, I have quite a job which involves quite a lot of, yeah, a lot of interaction um, with people, meetings and things. Actually, on Sunday morning, I quite like just going out and mm. running around the park and having my own
0: space, my own time. Yeah, headspace. I'm I'm definitely the solitary runner category. I, it's been a while since I've been out running with anyone. I think, um, and I would do the, almost all my runs are on my own out in the hills. And mm-hmm. I'm really fancy having it any other way. M- largely, I'm not. I've never been yeah, part yeah. of a running club. I I was chatting to Jeff McCarthy a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago, in. Jeff McCarthy's um you know ultra done a few ultra runs and he's a very keen social runner does lots of things <laughs> and obviously for some people it just really works for them as yeah, well
1: yeah 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 i mean i say that that's what came across in the the research you know how how it's different for different people what they what they're doing with the running
0: yeah so there's no right yeah. answer as such no
1: i definitely not no. yeah
0: so all of this research, Andy, are you, are you in the, you're in the process, obviously, of writing up for academic reasons. Have you actually written up, or have you just are you are you uh, going I've, through that pain?
1: I've, I've done that pain. I've, yeah. <laughs> I, I finished a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so so that was well, yeah, the the well, write
0: up that well. you'd finished. Great. That's, so are you going to yeah. submit for publication and things? Are you, are you, is that your next uh, goal?
1: Possibly. Yeah, I mean that's that's it's been discussed. So I haven't obviously I don't know how. I'm still waiting for the result of it and everything. Right. So we'll have to just we'll have to see. But yeah, yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. It was interesting reading some of the articles written back in the eighties. You know, when there was the yeah. first running boom as well.
0: Of course, yeah. That, yeah.
1: So um, there was quite a few articles written back then. Um, yeah, about running and stuff. So no, I really, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed doing it. And I mean, it's yeah. It's, quite interesting
0: so and you're so yeah i mean you have obviously dug right into the literature so it's always great speaking to people like yourself andy because you're you know you're when you when you've done a bit of work like this you're now the national expert on running groups and the research around <laughs> that you're like the most yes. most up-to-date as you get what um if you had you know what do you look at things that the way things happen these days in terms of online behavior and running club behavior and do you think there's things people should be doing differently or kind of the way they should, they should be changing their behavior to a more healthy pattern or is it just it's horses for courses and everyone's a wee bit different? Cool. I
1: think it's partly horses for courses. But I think I liked what one of the interview interviewers, interviewees said to me, uh-huh. which was, you know, he he'd someone who could do marathons and stuff, but there well, other times when he was injured or didn't have time. And he, he said someone, I forget who, someone had said to him, you know, on a, on a, on a running social group, um, they'd said, well, look, even if you can get out and just do a kilometre, that's a run. And, you know, I don't think, I don't think we should negate even, you know, our trot around the local park. If that, if that's what's, um, what we want to do at that time or what, what we, what, or the only thing we can do at our time, that's a good thing to do, you know, and can, you know, Mm. it can, probably help with your mood for the day oh yeah definitely set you on the path to doing a bit more but I I really like the fact that um you know one of the people I interviewed she was quite happy doing her 5k's that was all she wanted to do and that worked for her you know
2: yeah
1: and I kind of think that's as valid as you know someone who wants to do marathons or Ultras, you know it's, yeah.
0: and
1: that that's the the good thing about running. I think, so I, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I think that's great advice. I, 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 there's a risk that people do running or other exercise, and there's a this kind of slight pressure that there should always be progression. That if you run a five k, mm-hmm. you should run a ten k. If you run a ten k, you should run a half marathon, and mm-hmm. it goes on. Half marathons, you should be running a marathon. So that's not good enough. You should do an ultra. And in fact, actually, just finding what works for you, what makes you feel good, and sticking to that, and that, as you say, that might be a kilometer, um, and yeah. you're going to get an enormous benefit from running a kilometer if you do that yeah, every yeah. every day or every couple of days. That could, if you particularly if you weren't doing that before, and just being satisfied yeah. with what you're doing is a really important aspect of running, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean that, that's um, and that, yeah, I I agree, and um, mm. I, I think the. You saw
0: it, yeah. Yeah, no. So, I, I, I was one of the things I was going to say is I, I really love it when you go on forums on Facebook and there's a few running groups and things out there, and mm-hmm. there's new new runners come on who are just getting into it, and I always yeah. think that's just really cool when they're just kind of like learning, like doing five, aiming for a five k. And you talked about your, um, I think one of your runners had gone from couch yeah. to five k program. Yeah, I think that's just an incredible jump to go from doing nothing to five k. It's a much bigger jump than going from five k to running a marathon, even. Because if you've done yeah, nothing yeah. and you suddenly take up running, actually that's just a that's just a massive transition, it, much more yeah. so than perhaps running a short distance to running a long distance. Um, yeah, yeah. And I re- I think there's um there's some really interesting stuff there for people.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, part of the re- the research. I mean, I mean, actually, where it could one of the research angles it could lead on to is, you know. Is things like public health programs and yeah. how you use technology, which people with people who you know maybe they've got health issues and they need to be tracking an aspect of their behaviour, and how you can use the technology to help them, and what works, what doesn't work, you know? Yeah. So there's that whole that that whole kind of public health angle to it,
2: which yeah.
1: I mean, I I certainly think. I mean, I, I can't say I've got an exhaustive knowledge of all the technology and what could could be done, but at the moment, I think there's potential, certainly, to improve the whole coaching aspect. Okay, and and get more kind of targeted feedback to people. Yeah, I mean, I I did think. I mean, <laughs> I did think the I looked at the you know, Runkeeper, Endermond and Strava. Yeah. And I found all the goal setting on there fairly crude,
0: basically. Okay. Yeah. So I
1: think that, you know there's potential to have more interaction there in terms of
0: yeah uh,
1: responding to what you're actually doing and what what you want to do.
0: Yeah,
1: Um that's, so- really, that's
0: really good. I presume there might be this might be something that artificial intelligence will have a role to play for, sort of like thinking futurology wise mm-hmm. in the future because. I guess a lot of it depends on, like you mentioned, the five themes about what you know, or the three themes which are positive and the couple which perhaps less so. That actually yeah. depending on which of those kind of areas are strongest in somebody, what's going to motivate them the most.
1: Could yeah, you yeah. could
0: change a lot how you tailor how you go about using your tech or how people would, should be advised to use it, to, how runners should use it to get the best out of it.
1: Yeah. I mean actually, yeah, you're right. I mean, I haven't meant there's a whole other strand of research called um self-determination. Theory, which looks looks at things like uh, um, how you motivate yourself and what goals you set, and how there's a lot of research being done on on the type of motivation people bring to an activity and whether that leads to sustained involvement or or not. Um, But again, I think um, yeah, I was trying to link self tracking, and, and self tracking has and wearable tech as it diff- can support different types of motivation um yeah so i think there's there's more that you know more that could be done there
0: yeah um great so um, what what next for you, andy what are, what are you going to you'll obviously <laughs> be drawing breath after getting your thesis I am, written up. i am
1: drawing breath um <laughs> i'm um uh, it's i, I mean I'm, i'll obviously wait for the feedback from the from the course and see see how well I did I mean I'm I'm uh I'm not sure whether or not I'll be able to take it further at the moment it's something I'd I'd like to investigate more in the future yeah um yeah. possibly you know possibly in a few years time yeah um but I'm yeah uh, <laughs> got the day job to worry about
0: <laughs> yeah just get back to enjoying the running and sticking to the yeah
1: yeah and actually you know I, I've i found doing a course doing this course I was doing a masters part time yeah uh, through distance learning and it was, it, was a, it leads back it and it was a really good course uh uh-huh. but it 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 um you know it certainly doesn't leave much time for anything else
0: no you've done certainly, well to squeeze that in Andy
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> certainly, it doesn't fit well with running because if you go for a run in the morning, you're kind of tired.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there is always a bit of a trade-off. Sometimes you've got a lot of extra work to do. Whether that kind of what you're going to use up that creative energy doing yeah. that, you, that little bit of extra juice you've got, if it gets used up on your run, sometimes it's very it's nearly impossible to get down to anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all right, Andy, and Andy. Do you have an online home, or we can find you on Twitter or anywhere else?
1: i'm on um, i'm on twitter uh-huh my twitter handle is actually called uh at uh, at speed Gonzalez.
0: cool <laughs> speed. S-,
1: s p w e d um uh-huh g o n z a e l e s
0: cool well with um... We'll add that to the show notes as well so people can catch yeah. up with you if you've got any other questions they want to but ask. I,
1: I, 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 you know, I tweet any old nonsense, basically.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice... I think you've... You have, I have to say, Andy, thank you so much for coming on. You have some fascinating areas and some fascinating research you've highlighted as well. You know, the quantified self-movement and uh, self-determination theory, an absolute... You've obviously gone into incredible depth um, on your research. and It sounds like it's... Um, I think you should do very well. Andy, thank you so much.
1: That's all right. No, it's a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me to take part.
0: Thanks very much for listening. And you can find all the show notes at www.blocology.io. And just a reminder, that you can also sign up for the newsletter, the Journal of Blocology, there as well, www.blocology.io forward slash journal sign up and i'll send you the healthy bloke action plan which is full of really good information on how to tackle your own health and think about ways to get a bit fitter if you do get a chance i'd really appreciate it if you can go to uh, itunes apple podcasts and leave a review and you can also subscribe there or via your preferred podcatcher any feedback is of course very welcome and you can leave comments send email or make contact via Twitter, Facebook and all the usual social media channels, details of which can all be found again at blokology.io. Thanks again.